Hello, welcome to Erin Astrology Podcast. I am your host, professional astrologer Cameron Erin. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, I want to talk about some of the major astrological events and transits that are happening in the month of February. I don't always do a whole episode dedicated to each month, Um, but February is kind of a big one. So I thought I would do one on February. And in this episode, I am also going to talk about the new moon in Aquarius. But I'm going to save the full moon in Virgo for another time, for either a newsletter or a podcast episode. So I'm not going to go over the full moon that's happening towards the end of the month. But I will go over the new moon happening in Aquarius because this episode focuses a lot on Aquarius and the Aquarius energy. We're going to have a cluster of planets in Aquarius, particularly the last couple of weeks of Aquarius. But more planets are going to start moving into Aquarius here um, as February progresses. So let's get into it. So on February 4th or 5th, depending on your hemisphere, Mercury is going to enter Aquarius. And then on February 12th or 13th, Mars will enter Aquarius. And then on February 16th or 17th, Venus will enter Aquarius. So we already have the Sun and Pluto in Aquarius. And when Mercury enters Aquarius very soon this weekend, that's going to amplify that Aquarian energy even more. So pretty much as soon as Mercury moves into Aquarius on February 4th slash 5th, it's going to be late at night on the 4th for those in Pacific time like me, but for everyone else it will pretty much be on February 5th. But as soon as Mercury enters Aquarius, it's going to conjoin Pluto. And Pluto intensifies whatever it touches. So it kind of amplifies the energy of whatever it is aspecting. So the energy of Mercury is going to be amplified, but the energy of Mercury and Pluto and the Sun in Aquarius is very much going to be amplified. So Mercury is a triplicity ruler of Aquarius. So Saturn is the main ruler of Aquarius, but Mercury is a triplicity ruler of Aquarius. And Mercury is associated with the mind and ideas. It's associated with communication. It's associated with like the medical realm and doctors and architects. It's associated with a lot of things. Mercury represents a lot of things like writing and, you know, any any kind of form of communication. It could also represent some forms of travel. Mercury is also technology and messages and messengers. And so Mercury is the messenger. Ancient astrology associated astrology with Mercury because Mercury is the messenger and astrology is the messages from the the cosmos. Astrologers are messengers, right? We are just relaying the messages from 
the cosmos. So with Mercury conjoining Pluto in Aquarius, there's a message that's going to be coming our way. And it's an Aquarian message, and it's also a Plutonian message. I went over what the sign of Aquarius represents and its ruler Saturn in my previous episode, so check that out if you haven't yet. You'll learn more about the sign of Aquarius and why it's ruled by Saturn. Saturn also rules Capricorn, and so there are differences between the Saturn-ruled signs, right? There are differences between Capricorn and Aquarius. And Aquarius is more the future-oriented sign of Saturn. Capricorn represents more of the past, whereas Aquarius represents more of the future. And Aquarius is an air sign, and air is associated with socializing, communication, social communication, networking, ideas, the intellect, the mind, and that's also why Mercury is a triplicity ruler of the air signs. Again, we come back to Mercury. There are strong themes of the mind and innovation and using the mind, innovating and getting ideas for the future and creating a future. So Aquarius is future-oriented. It wants to progress forward, but it does so in a Saturnian way. And Saturn is time. With Saturn, things take time. Saturn is here to play the long game, and it wants to be sustainable. So we are working with the energy of the future and creating the future. But we're working with creating a future that's going to be sustainable. A future that's new things that are going to stand the test of time. Mercury also represents inventions and so this Mercury-Pluto moment in Aquarius, you know, there's going to be this light bulb moment of new inventions and new ideas about the future. But it's still very much a trial and error period because it takes time to truly invent something that's going to work in the long run, right? So, you know, this Pluto and Aquarius period is all about new inventions when Pluto has been in Aquarius before, there have been all kinds of new scientific technological inventions. So absolutely that is happening while Pluto is in Aquarius. But Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. So the next 20 years is, is basically like a new world for us that absolutely has to do with technology. I wrote a blog post about Pluto and Aquarius that you can read. I'm also going to do a whole episode about it. It hasn't come out yet, um, so I'll be talking more about it. But in the meantime, you can read it on my blog, what I've shared so far. But right now, because Pluto has just entered Aquarius, you know, just not that long ago, just a couple weeks ago, and Mercury is meeting up with Pluto and Aquarius, there's a message being sent to us, or multiple messages, probably. You know, there's the messages about the future. So 
that's going to be up for us this month of February. You know, some of them might be warnings about, you know, we need to create a better future about AI, right? About technology, you know, about robots, about what is the technology that we're creating and is it really benefiting humanity? You know, Aquarius represents humanity. Aquarius is the opposite sign of Leo and Leo represents the individual. Leo is ruled by the sun and the sun represents more of like the individual and our identity. But the opposite is the, the, the community, right? The group and humanity. So Aquarius is representing more of humanity. So this is a moment of, not just one moment, this is many moments in February, but we're starting with Mercury conjunct Pluto. And this is a moment of what do we need to think about for humanity? You know, what do we need for humanity? What is being communicated to us and what do we need to communicate to each other? And so this is about looking out for each other, putting the individual aside and thinking about how we're going to get through this together, right? How are we going to get through? How are we going to enter a whole new world together as human beings? Because it's going to be a whole new world. And so how are we going to do that? Pluto is also represents power and power dynamics. So Pluto brings our attention to power dynamics that are at play. We know that there's completely unfair and unequal power dynamics in the world in so many places, in so many ways, and with the new technology that is coming on the scenes too. And so that's something we have to be careful of. And that's something that we're going to want to try and control as much as possible is like who are in the positions of power, right? Not just in politics, but also in creating the new technology? And are they thinking about all humans? And what are they programming, right? This is about that. This is about so many of the new things that we want to create. And I know a lot of this is scary, and it's worrisome. It's also exciting. So I don't, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom or to invoke more anxiety or fear here. There is that, of course, and any anxiety or fear you have is valid. I have it too. We all probably do to some degree, and we should because that's, that's you know, a totally normal reaction to all of this. And also, you know, there is excitement here too. The potential breakthroughs that we could have, especially in the medical realm, could be amazing. There can be a lot of great things that we could do with new inventions and new technology and new ways of doing things together as humans. You know, there are a lot of great things as well that are coming and that we can tap into. Pluto also makes small things big. And so with Mercury conjunct Pluto, Something that might seem small is going to be blown up, right? So something, there's going to be probably more than one thing, um, but something in the news, of course, will be talked about that might seem like a small thing, but it's being blown up. 
that could also be happening in our individual lives as well, depending on where this falls in your birth chart. So you could kind of look out for that. Pluto just, like I said, it intensifies. So it's, it's you know, it kind of makes like something that, that might seem small, like you're, you're sensitive about something small, but it feels really big. And that is a Pluto thing. And so that can be happening, especially if power is related here, like feeling maybe like you don't have as enough power, whether that's in the world or whether that's in your personal life, or feel, maybe you're feeling more empowered. Um, so it could go either way, or it could be both at the same time about different things. I just bring it up just to, you know, let you know what the energies are, but also so you can kind of be on the lookout about how that might be showing up in your own life. I notice that sometimes, depending on what Pluto is aspecting in my chart, I can start like ruminating on something because again, you kind of like obsess and there's an obsession quality to Pluto as well. And it kind of making something small bigger than it is so that's something you could watch for as well. If you start to ruminate or obsess about something, you know, just remind yourself, ah, it's Pluto. <laughs> that's what's going on here. That's Pluto. And that's what I like to do is like reminding myself of what's going on astrologically. I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it does help. But sometimes I have to keep on reminding myself. Mercury will enter Aquarius on February 5th and meet up with Pluto. That's going to be a big moment, especially for the world. And then on February 9th slash 10th, we're going to have a new moon in Aquarius. So new moons are when the sun and the moon are conjoined and you know, they it starts a new cycle, right? It starts a new moon cycle. And so new seeds are planted. And this is very much about new seeds being planted for our future, right? The future of the world, the future of humanity, the future of technology and the mind and how we communicate with each other and how we are connected because air signs and Aquarius is an air sign. Air signs represent how we're connected and how we are connected socially as well, right? And so we are connected very much through the World Wide Web. And so, you know, how, what does that look like in the future too? Like we're connected in some ways more than ever, but in other ways, we're, we're lonely too, right? We're deeply lonely and we're lacking in-person connections. And what's interesting about that is, you know, Saturn rules Aquarius and Saturn can, can represent the loner and aloneness and loneliness. You know, being alone and needing alone time is not the same as being lonely, but Saturn represents all of those things. And we can feel all of those things. I mean, I certainly feel lonely um, at times, but then I also need my alone time. <laughs> you know, they are two different things. And there is a loneliness quality to this. There is, you know, this is bringing our attention to, you know, what new seeds can we plant that, you know, how can we connect more with each other 
in a way that is less lonely. You know, some people might want to be more alone or to be more, you know, introverted or isolate themselves. So some people might be doing that, but some of us, we're going to be feeling like we're, we are, we don't want to be lonely anymore. And we're reaching out to people for connections and we want to make more connections. I know for me personally, I want more in-person connections and relationships. I used to have many more of them. And I don't know, I mean, the pandemic certainly changed a lot. And our online world has just, you know, really expanded. But I'm not looking for more online relationships and connections because I just, there, you know, it's just, it's just hard. Like, I just, I need more in-person connections. But I'm not trying to poo-poo online connections. Not at all. I've, you know, so if that's something that you want, though, if you want more online connections, you might be feeling that way, especially if this is happening in your 11th house. The 11th house, if you have Aquarius in your 11th house, then this could be absolutely be about connecting with friends, connecting with people, um, or like putting on a workshop for people just like you're going to be or networking or volunteering or something like that. It's going to be very people oriented and connection oriented for you. So I would just too like reflect on, I think new moons are a great time to reflect. The new moons are a dark time because the moon and the sun are together blocking the light. So the, the darkness is a great time to reflect, to still reflect on where do you want to go from here? And you know, what kind of seeds do you want to plant? And how are you feeling about, are you feeling lonely? How are you feeling about being alone? Or do you want to connect more? So, you know, reflecting on, on that, this is a great new moon to do that. So Saturn rules this new moon because Saturn rules Aquarius and Saturn's in Pisces. That was true of the Capricorn new moon that we had in January because Saturn also rules Capricorn. So we've been in, we've been in Saturn's signs. So, you know, we, it's been a very Saturnian couple of months in a lot of ways. And like I said, Saturn is here to play the long game. It wants to build something sustainable that has, you know, with solid foundations over time. Saturn is like the solid foundation of a house, right? If you don't have a solid foundation, it's not good, right? It's not going to hold up. Saturn wants its foundation. Saturn represents foundations. And it also represents strength and solidness. So it wants things to be solid and strong and stand the test of time. So Saturn has been bringing our attention to that during Capricorn season and then also during Aquarius season. Capricorn season was more about the physical foundations and structures. And Aquarius is more about the ideas that we're going to put into action, the theories and the inventions and the creativity of the future, creating the kind of future that we want. Saturn is in Pisces and has been for um, almost a year and will remain there for a while. So Saturn in Pisces and I said this about the new moon in Capricorn, but Saturn in Pisces is about trying to make our dreams a reality. And with the sun and the moon in Aquarius and Mercury and Pluto there, this is like new ideas about how to make our dreams a reality. What other creative, inventive 
ideas can we implement to make our dreams a reality for ourselves, right? For our lives and for each other. Because again, this isn't just about us as individuals, but how we're working with other people. We don't need to be buddy-buddy with everybody. We don't need to like everybody, obviously. But, you know, this is like, who are the people in your life that you want to do life with? right? And who are the people in your life that support you in helping you make your dreams happen and remind you that your dreams are possible and support you when during hard times too. And how you do that, how you support, you know, people as well. Then also it can be about collaborating with others if that's something that you've been doing or want to do that can absolutely be, you know, new seeds planted for that. Maybe there's some new ways you want to get active and do activism. This is a really great new moon for for that, for, you know, starting new actions in, you know, just making the world a better place in whatever way you can. Okay, so then on February 12th or 13th, again, depending on your hemisphere, Mars moves into Aquarius. And Mars represents our action, our drive, our energy. So, you know, whatever, wherever Aquarius is in your chart, whatever house it's in, that's where you're going to kind of feel more energy and drive, like to focus on throughout Mars's stay in Aquarius. Mars will be in Aquarius for a little over a month. So you've got about a month of feeling driven to take action in the area of your life that Aquarius represents. So if Aquarius is in your 10th house of career, then you're going to be feeling more driven to take actions for your career, whether that's a new job or just, you know, focusing more on projects, work projects, or a new business, or just, you know, just feeling busy in your business, you know, just feeling more motivated, um, putting more energy into that. If Aquarius is your fourth house, then you probably be feeling more energy in your home and with your home and family situation, you know, spending more time at home with your family, with your parents, or, um, you know, just whoever you live with you know, um, putting more energy there. If you're doing, you know, if you're like remodeling your home, you know, Mars there can get you to take action on that. So, you know, wherever Aquarius is in your chart, that's where the energy is going to be. Once Mars moves there, there's going to be a big kind of energy boost in that area of your life. And, you know, maybe even because Mercury is there and Pluto's there and, the sun is there. It's like, you know, that Aquarian energy amplified. So it could be like, oh, new and, you know, inventive new ideas and inventive ideas about what you could be focusing on with whatever Aquarius represents in your chart, right? So um, new ideas about the home, if it's the fourth house, or new ideas about your career or things you can implement. When Mars meets up with Pluto, which it will do pretty much as soon as it enters Aquarius, it can be a rough moment, especially for the world. 
Mars and Pluto, with Pluto representing power, Mars represents control and also power in, in a lot of ways. And so when the two get together, uh, it could be a, it can it can signify challenges. So there's like power struggles big time when Mars and Pluto meet up. You know, we'll see this happening in the world. It's that's just going to be amplified around this time. Lots of power struggles. Could it be happening in your own life? Maybe, maybe not. It sort of depends. But watch you can watch out for it. You know, pay attention to anything that comes up there around power control it can also like like you want to watch out for like trying not to be too overpowering or trying to be too controlling or authoritarian or right like having so much power over somebody or wanting to get revenge or something like that can kind of come up and then of course you want to be careful about somebody else doing that to you it's going to show up a little bit differently for everyone, again, depending on where it's happening in your chart. Um, but this is also great for shedding a light on where we have unequal power dynamics and what we can change there, you know. Um, and, and so you might be feeling actually more motivated to create some changes in your life so that you feel more empowered and so you feel more in control of your resources, your life, your body, you know, your whatever it is, your job, your business, your income, whatever it is that is being brought up for you. Then on February 16th slash 17th, Venus moves into Aquarius and Venus is going to help sweeten the deal a bit. <laughs> Venus represents you know, pleasures and joys and good fortune and beauty and love. So we kind of had Mercury come in first, communicating stuff to us and getting us to communicate. And then we have Mars coming in and it's like, oh God, power struggles. And But then Venus comes in trying to clean up whatever hardship Mars and Pluto kind of represented. So Venus will kind of come in, try to help out, offer some sweetness, offer some support, some love, beauty, joy, pleasure. And then on February 21st or 22nd, we're going to have a Venus-Mars conjunction. Venus and Mars got close to a conjunction in 2023, but they didn't actually make one. They got close, but no cigar. But now we got the cigar. They are coming in for a conjunction. Venus and Mars are thought of as opposites, right? The signs that Venus and Mars rule are opposite signs, like Aries and Libra, Scorpio and Taurus. Those are Venus and Mars ruled signs. Those are opposite signs. Mars ruling Aries, opposing Libra, ruled by Venus. Taurus ruled by Venus, opposing Scorpio, ruled by Mars. So I, I see Venus and Mars together as a, a balance of energies. I don't like the terms feminine and masculine. If you know me, you know I don't like those terms. But some would say that's what this is that this is a balance of feminine and masculine energies, and they're not wrong. I just prefer not to use gendered terms. But 
yeah, this is a balance of energies, the balance of the Venus energies and the Mars energies. I have Venus and Mars very close together, not exactly conjunct, but very close together um, in my chart. And I feel that I have the energies of Mars and Venus pretty balanced and myself and, and my personality. Um, so I, I see this as a really powerful moment of trying to balance out these energies of go, go, go and action and, you know, and then also harmony. So Mars likes to kind of like separate and go off on its own, but Venus is all about connection and harmony and relationships and relating. So I think the two really balance each other out, right? Like then we can have a balance of those energies. You know, we can have a balance of what are we creating for ourselves and what are we creating for, with each other? And, you know, how are we relating and loving to each other? And then also, um, you know, how are we taking care of our own individual needs too? So I think I, I like this personally. In Aquarius, again, it kind of comes back to, you know, something innovative in our lives and for the world at large and for the future and, you know, how we create more of a balance moving forward that serves us. With all of these planets in Aquarius, they're going to be squaring Uranus in Taurus. And a square kind of indicates some tension, but also is like some hard work, right? So that we're working, there's something being worked on here. And Uranus likes to disrupt and kind of like rebel. And Mars also is a, is a rebel. You know, Uranus is kind of a revolutionary too. So there's, there's like progress trying to be made, but it's work. And we know that, right? This progress is not kind of easy. <laughs> Moving forward and progressing into a better future and a better world is not kind of easy. And that's what February shows us too. With it, with all those planets squaring Uranus, it's like we're trying to do things differently. We're trying to create a better world. We're trying to move forward. But there are these starts and stops. Stops and starts, right? There are, you know... There are blocks. There are people blocking us. It is work. There is tension. There is conflict. And Pluto and Mars there reveal the conflict, the power struggles that we have to navigate. But I think, you know, we can lean on the Aquarius energy of like, but it's important to keep going. And it's, and that's what Aquarius as a fixed sign, because fixed signs, they have longevity, but also ruled by Saturn, which is all about longevity. So it's like February is reminding us, this Aquarian energy is reminding us like, keep going, this is important. We have to keep working. We have to keep create, trying to create a better future. Progress happens slowly. This is a long game and we have to think that way. Of course, there are things that need our immediate attention. I'm not trying to say they're not, but we also need to focus on creating more sustainable systems for humans, right? But it is work. There's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of backlash. But this, you know, this astrology says keep going. But it is still going to be work. There is still going to be a lot of obstacles that we have to, that we're going to come up against and we have to navigate. What's great is all these planets are going to be squaring Jupiter too. 
since Jupiter's also in Taurus. Jupiter's trying to stabilize things, trying to help out and offer support. There is a lot of effort to create stability and support. And Jupiter also reminds us to be optimistic about the future. Yes, there are lots of shitty things in the world, and there's also lots of beauty. And so I think Venus here aspecting Jupiter, this is like, okay, but there's also beauty. And let's continue to create more beauty and sustainable beauty. And not just physical beauty, but just, you know, a beautiful world, right? With our hearts and our minds and our souls. Okay, so I want to kind of back up just a tad bit and say that right before Mercury and Mars and Venus move into Aquarius, they're still in Capricorn, right? But right before they all move into Aquarius, and I gave you those dates, but you don't have to remember them. I will remind you in newsletters and on social media as well. Right before they move into Aquarius, which they'll do at different dates, they will square the lunar nodes, the north node and the south node. This, the nodes have to do with the eclipses, and they're about fate and fated events and our destiny. So February is really kind of a precursor to eclipse season, which begins in March, because we have our first eclipse of 2024 in late March, and then our second eclipse in April. So right before Mercury, Mars, and Venus move into Aquarius, they're going to square the nodes, and that's connected to the eclipse story for us, whatever that is for you. And you may not know what that is yet. Some of us may not know what that is until the eclipses happen, but we're kind of getting some clues before then. There's something happening behind the scenes because they're still in Capricorn right before they move into Aquarius. And Capricorn is a nocturnal sign. And nocturnal signs are a little more behind the scenes, a little more the things that happen in the dark, right? That haven't fully been brought to light yet. But they will during eclipse season because the eclipses will be happening in diurnal signs. Diurnal signs are the signs of the daytime when things are in light, the light of the day. So they will come to light in March and April, but there's something happening basically now, last week of January, first couple weeks of February, that is connected to our fate, our destiny, and the eclipses. And I do believe that some things are fated. I can't tell you what. I do believe in free will as well. I don't know how much is free will, how much is fate. I don't know. And that's a, you know, that's an ongoing discussion that to me is a never, is never ending. Like, who actually knows? But astrology, since the beginning of time, has thought this about the nodes, right? That they are tied to our fate and our destiny. So there's something going on, something beginning here, something being worked on here behind the scenes related to that. So I just, I think that's interesting and kind of fun to think about. And you could start to notice, like, what is going on this week in your life? What's, and how are you feeling inside? What are you thinking about? Because again, it's not going to be an explicit event 
there's going to be something kind of percolating underneath. You know, paying attention to how you're feeling, what you're, where your thoughts are going, what you're focusing on inside that you're not necessarily sharing with others. Um, or you can look at, too, like if new things are being presented to you that seem like they're related to your soul's purpose, then, you know, of course that could be related as well. Okay, there was more I can say, but this is long enough, but it just feels like there's so much to share, um, and I'm not going to do a separate podcast on the new moon because I talked about it in this episode, and I talked about all these other major events happening in February because, yeah, it's a big one. If Pluto wasn't in Aquarius, you know, it wouldn't be quite as big. But because Pluto's there, Pluto's amplifying that energy even more. And that Pluto moving into Aquarius is has begun a whole new chapter in our own lives and in the world at large. So it, it is a big, it is an important month. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for uh, making it this far into the episode. All right, well, stay tuned. I've got more episodes on the way. We're going to enter Pisces season towards the end of February, even though, you know, we will still have plenty of planets in Aquarius as well. But we will start to enter Pisces season towards the end, and I'll be talking about that. So stay tuned for that as well. And I'll be sending out weekly newsletters, so make sure you're on my email list, erinastrology.com. You can sign up there for any of my freebies, and you'll be added to my email list. If you're interested in getting a one-on-one reading with me, you want to know what this year has in store for you, what's going to, what topics are going to be a focus, what areas of your life are going to be a focus, or you have a birthday coming up, you want to get a birthday reading, and um, find out what house is going to be in focus for you, what your planet guide is going to be for your birthday year. Um, we can go over that. Or if there's just like anything going on, ma- anything major, any major changes going on in your life, it can be really helpful to get an astrology reading to just kind of get more insights into that. And if you've never had a, an astrology reading before, then it can always be great to get one. So erinastrology.com, you can book a reading with me there. And if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and I'll talk to you very soon. May you be safe. May you be well. I'm sending you abundance of love and joy and beauty. Talk to you soon.